Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out. Fantasy Basketball Gods work there, including me and Tyler. That is HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always... Is my co-host Tyler Watts? What's up, Tyler? Cool. The Denver Nuggets are here. We are here. It should be a great day. Are here. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about uh, making our way through our 30 teams in over 30 days. Uh, this has been a very, a very fun experience uh, so far, um, and I want to give an even bigger shout out. Uh, to our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, this week, Tyler, this week, I will be releasing my, my top tiers, all my tiers uh, for the top 45. So that will be free to anyone, not just Patreon subscribers. Uh, that'll be free to everyone. But our Patreon subscribers will get exclusive podcasts, uh, content before it is live. It comes out live during the week. And, um, the ability to play us in listener leagues. So I'm really excited about that, and I want to give a special shout-out to our newest Patreon subscribers, Mark, Melkin, and Rick Canales. Shout-out to you two guys. You guys are awesome. We really appreciate you supporting the show. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. I think one of those people might be your cousin. Um... I am neither going to confirm nor deny that fact. Um, also, maybe every one of our Patreons is a relative of mine or yours. Or maybe they're all fake names I made up just to seem like we have Patreons. <laughs> I'm just paying myself to do this podcast. I am actually also own uh, thousands of devices. Um, so, and I subscribe to the podcast as well. And then I steal phones at bars. And I think uh, over the years, I've stolen enough to, to get us to the listenership that we're at now. Who has more burner accounts, Mike or Kevin Durant? That's the question. That's a, uh, I think that's a pretty <laughs> valid question. I think it's pretty close. I just, uh, I just stumbled upon all my old, uh, my old Reddit burners, and I got like eight, eight Reddit burners. And I was like, ew, what was I up to back in the day? Like I was just on Reddit 24 hours a day. Talking shit to people and just upvoting, uh, those days are over with. Upvoting everything you put on there and downvoting everybody else's stuff to try to become the king of Reddit. Yeah, man. If you're not if you're not trying to game Reddit like everybody else is, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, I have not been gaming Reddit. I haven't been lurking around Reddit in a long time. I every once in a while I'll pop in to a fantasy B ball subreddit and I'll post something. I'll probably be posting my tears up there as well. And we should probably do an AMA there as well. So we will, we'll let you guys know when we're going to do an AMA on uh, Fantasy B-Ball. You can come in and ask us questions. Um, and you can ask us questions on Twitter as well, at Watch the Boxes, at Tyler P. Watts. But let's get into the Denver Nuggets, Tyler. Um, not a, I, Honestly, not a crazy offseason for them. Trey Lyles and Isaiah Thomas are gone. Uh, they got Tyler Zeller and uh, Jeremy Grant on the team. They uh, drafted Bull Bull for some reason, and I, I actually I didn't mind draft, that. 
I think they drafted Bull Bull just because he slipped so far. I mean, I think he was a top 10 talent at, at one point in the draft class, and they kind of did the same thing with Michael Porter Jr., right? That I'm guessing the medicals did not look good at all. Um, but it, they either one uh, of them, and here they are in Denver. But at, at some point, right? Like you go, okay, I could have this guy who in three years or four years might work himself into an NBA player, but what are the chances of that? 10%, 20%? Or I could have Bull Bull, who if he can just somehow stay healthy, is an NBA player. Like, think about it like this. If Bull Bull is good, if he has like a five-year career due to his health, but if he's good for like one and a half, two years, like really like very like starter NBA good or like seventh man NBA good, that's a lot better than guy who plays in uh, G League and then is out of the league. Or even a guy who plays, you know, he gets a second contract, but he barely cracks the rotation at any point, right? Yeah. Like maybe he's like playing get... 12, 15 minutes a game, but he's like, he plays for eight years, but he's like a 12 minute a game guy. So I think that they just kind of go for some upside there and over some relative unknown. And I'm fine with that. I think Bobo was actually a really good pick at where he got picked. Um, obviously pick I have not seen the medicals though. So yeah, pick 44. Um, good for them. Like if, if Michael Porter Jr. or Bobo hits, great. And if they don't, they got him for cheap. So like who who cares? Uh, Tyler, as always, we ask you the same question every single time. Maybe not every time. I think we might have missed a few. What's the most interesting fantasy basketball thread going into the season for the Denver Nuggets? Uh, is it Gary Harris? Ooh, um, it is for me. I don't know about the, I mean, uh, we... the average fan, but the fantasy uh, world is very, very confused about what happened to Gary Harris last year. Yeah, and like super young Gary Harris, right? Like Gary Harris still only 25 years old right now. Um, just turned 25 in September here. So uh, had a season where he was kind of fringy fantasy, right? And then two seasons where he was very good. And then last season he kind of went into the gutter. And some of that was due to injury, and others of that was due to other guys just kind of stepping up and playing well, I think, while he was hurt. Um, I'm a little confused on what to expect from Gary Harris, and there's a pretty steep discount now, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, he is being well overlooked by the average fan. Um, I don't think he's being well overlooked by. Uh, some of these expert drafts I've been in. Uh, Gary Harris going at 101. So I think that's a little bit higher than I actually thought he was going. And that's uh, ADPs from from Yahoo. That's a little bit higher than I want to take him, but I'm totally fine with uh, getting Gary Harris at 101. Um, but I've seen him go, you know, as late as like, you know, uh, what, the 10th round? I've seen him hanging around the 10th round. And that's a great – like Gary Harris is someone – other than last year, he's been a top 100 player for three straight years. He looked like he improved every single year except for this year, and he was hurt off and on throughout the entire season last year. And the minutes got weird. And I think that's well, the real question here. He went from playing 34 minutes to 29 minutes. And some of that's due to injury, but some of that's due to the, the more, I guess, interesting rotation that they have in Denver. Oh, here's the crazy part, right? He continually got better, right? He was, if we're looking at eight cat ranks, he was 97th per game in his second season, 
and 65th and 39th per game in ACAT. And then last year fell to 168. That's just insane, right? And, like, even the per-minute stats went in the toilet. And that's even crazier, right? Because usually, like, okay, if we see a reduction in minutes, like, usually the per-minute stats are about the same. He was worse per-minute in in every stat except for blocks. Every single stat per-minute, he got worse last year. And that's hard. Yeah, like, so this team is, like, very very similar uh, to what it was last year. And last year, only Jamal Murray played uh, more than 32 minutes, and it was barely more than 32 minutes. Even Jokic played only 31.3 minutes. Paul Millsap, uh, I know he uh, he played 70 games. He only played 27 minutes per game. But they had Monte Morris playing 24, Malik Beasley playing 23, Gary Harris 29, Will Barton 27, 28. Torrey Craig played 20. I don't even remember Corey Tory Craig on the damn team, and he played 20 minutes a game. So, like, very, very strange team. I know Isaiah Thomas is gone. He only played 15 minutes a game, but Malik Beasley Tory, and Tory Craig are still there. Um, and now they have Jeremy Grant hanging out in that in that 3-4 spot. So does this mean less minutes for Gary Harris or, or, or the same? Because I don't think more is, is what's going to happen. Uh, I kind of do. I kind of think he gets he gets back over thirty, and it could be even as much as like thirty two. I think what happened, and maybe I'm wrong about this, right? I've been wrong before, uh, but I'm actually gonna kind of plant my flag on on Gary Harris a little bit. Okay, so um, while he was healthy, okay, which was the first twenty games of the season last year, he played thirty three and a half minutes a game. And he was playing pretty well. He averaged 17.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.3 steals, half a block. He then had, in the 21st game, he played 8 minutes because of injury. And then he missed a good long while. Then they brought him back, and he got hurt almost right away again. He played 4 games, got hurt. Then they brought him back again, and he got hurt again after 7 games. And then he was finally healthy toward the end of the season. Okay. But once the playoffs came and he was fully healthy, okay, Mike, do you know how many minutes per game he averaged in the playoffs? Mm, I'm going to say 31. 37 a game over 14 games. That is a very interesting stat. Stat line read like this. 14.2 points, 4.1 rebounds, 2.3 assists, uh, 0.9 steals, 0.6 blocks, 1.4 three-pointers. Uh, shot 46 and 86. I think, you know, you mentioned it. I think he's going to rival Jamal Murray for the lead in minutes this year. I think they, I think they know Gary Harris is one of their better players. Um, obviously Gary Harris has to be healthy. That's, that's a caveat. Right. And if, you know, he gets hurt, what was, what did I say? Four times, five times, like we went kind of back and forth there. Um, Obviously, that could put a damper on it. And here's the other thing to say, okay? So he's played five seasons now. The minute the games have only been over 70 one time. They read 55, 76, 57, 67, 57. So don't jump in super, super high on Gary Harris because he's fairly injury-prone. We've kind of seen that. But I think Gary Harris is a top 75 player this year, and I will own Gary Harris in quite a few leagues, I think. Wow, there you are. <clears throat> you're here right there. I think – 
you hit the nail on the head though is that the health is the number one question here is the number one issue uh in the last three rounds you're you are looking for someone who you can take a little bit of a swing on who is someone who could easily finish in the top 100 if everything goes right and and if not you could just dump them gary harris is definitely an uh a number one to me a number one option in that second plateau uh in the hundred plus range because gary harris is someone who should if even if he's just healthy and playing like 29 minutes a game i feel like he's cracking the top 100 um if he's going to be playing like 34 35 minutes a game it's not even a question so the upside is there and i'm with you on that I just don't know if he's going to stay healthy, Tyler. And I, I am a little bit worried about that health, which is why I would only take him in those in those last three rounds. I'm fine with that. In a deeper league, um, I, I probably would be very hesitant to take him just because we've seen the health not be very good. Um, but in a 10 or 12 team league, I'm, I'm fine picking him. You know, anywhere after pick 90, I want to pick. I want to wait till 90 because I want to get some value, and I think um, he's probably a top 75 player, but not much above that. So. I want to get some value on that pick, but after ninety, I'm I'm pretty in because I just think he's so good, and I think they I think they they tipped their hand in the playoffs, right? Like, who he's are you gonna play great... in the playoffs, Mike? You're gonna play your best yeah. players, and they played yeah. it a ton. I think those playoff numbers uh, kind of maybe changed my tune a little bit about him as well. I was still taking a swing on him in those last three rounds. Like, I think that's a really good pick, and now I'm like definitely gonna take a swing on him in less three rounds. I'm not even gonna hesitate. Um, can you tell me the minutes played in the playoffs for my boy, Stephen Willie Barton, who last um, season also <laughs> fell off the, the, the train and had himself kind of a, a, a down year. Um, so yeah, I can tell you how many minutes he played in the playoffs. Do you want to guess first? Let's say like, uh, I'm going to say 30. 23.4. Ooh, no. Will Barton. Again, they tip, they tip their hand, like. Again, they the the in the playoffs are very, very different. Um, do you think Will Barton should be drafted in a 12-team standard league? Do I think Will Barton should sh- now should be drafted? Now, that's a different question than should will he be. be drafted, right? Um, should he be? Should he be drafted? Should he be drafted? I want to say no. I don't. I don't really think he should. I. I don't love Will Barton. You know that. Um, I'm okay with him being drafted. Here's kind of where I look at him, in in my head. He's a 120 to 150 player probably playing like you know 27, 28 minutes a game. I think. And there's not a ton of upside in a Will Barton. In that, no. in that minute range, whereas his, like his so, scenario was what two years ago when he's played thirty three minutes, and so even then not, like well like sixteen five and four, so like that's that's cool, but like a steal and a half a block ain't nothing to like, you know, say is bad. Like yeah, that's nothing to to look away from. Like that's that's really really good. And so like that half a block. If you can get it back up to close to a steal a game, but if the minutes aren't there, like I, I just think this is like, I think the thirty three is gone. I think they're gonna play those ancillary players, so I think it's more that twenty seven, yeah. twenty eight range, and just there's there's not enough there's not enough meat on that bone. I don't know. I someone's got to play those uh, Isaiah Thomas minutes, so like I, maybe that gives a few minutes back to Will Barton. I think at the end of the season, if Will Barton is like a top one hundred and fifty, uh, like one hundred and forty 
150 per game player. I, I think he's going to finish, but do you have to draft him? Should he be drafted? Probably not because he's going to be on your waiver wire oh. and he's just going to be sitting on your waiver wire. Well, and he, okay, so it's it's pick 130, right? And that's probably where Will Barton's going to finish, somewhere around there, right? You can have him or you can have Darius Garland. Like, give me take Darius, a chance with Darius Garland. Yeah, give me Darius Garland 10 out of 10 times because I know what a Will Barton is. And he's, his spots aren't changing at this point. I mean, he's 29 years old. And Darius Garland, I think I know what a Darius Garland is, but I'm not sure yet. Well, I'd rather I'd rather take the chance to see if he is a top, you know, 75, top 60, top 50 player versus Will Barton, who needs everything to kind of like align correctly in order to be a top 75 player. And he, he needs yeah. all the and minutes. Then, and then that's about as far as he's going to go. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're picking and there's like not a lot of upside guys left, right? But even give me somebody like Jared Culver over Will Barton, like. At least Jared Colburn might surprise and be something more than Will Barton. Like Will Barton is Will Barton. I don't know if I'll go that far, but because uh, I, I still got some love for Stephen Willie. But yeah, it's not a it's not like a high upside pick in the in those late rounds, which is why I think you can avoid it. Let's continue coming from the bottom up, and uh, let's let's hit um, someone I think has kind of fallen too far in drafts. Uh, people are overlooking this guy, Paul Millsap. Yeah, Paul Millsap only played 27 minutes a game last season. Um, Paul Millsap is on the wrong side of 30, I guess. Like he's he's pretty pretty damn old, um, and his game has been um, slowly, steadily decreasing along with his minutes. But he's still a guy who gets you over a steal a game, close to a block, and uh, borderline a three. He's still a one one and one, almost one 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 and guy. Good percentages um, and. He's good for like, you know, 13 and 8. Like 13 and 8 and a 1 1 and 1 guy in a roto league. That's like a top 75 player. And I feel like I've seen Millsap fall. Like, I'm looking at his ADP right now on Yahoo. This is further than I thought he would have fell because I think maybe I'm grabbing him in a lot of leagues. Uh, He's currently being drafted at 119. That's dude's never. This dude's never finished out of the top 100 per game. Never finished out of the top 100 per uh, game. No, that's not true, Mike. I'm looking at it right now. Well, not since like his early, early years. I don't give a shit about his like first two years. 2010, he was in 8K, 101st per game. That was his fourth oh, NBA God. season. Eat, eat shit, Tyler. He had to go back all the way back to the 09-010 season. When you know in his uh, his o his ten o ten is not real. His o ten and o eleven season, he finished twenty five in totals and twenty four per game. As in his o ten and eleven. Here's his crazier thing: he has this way of playing like exactly seventy games and finishing like exactly the same both per game and total. He's done it numerous times in his career, and it's really it's incredible. Kind of freaky if you look yeah. at it, it's really um, weird and very incredible. Like last season, he was 92nd in totals and 92nd in per game for ACAT, which, I mean, you don't normally see that. Normally those two numbers have a, I don't know, say a fairly big discrepancy, but a discrepancy in them um, just by games played and, and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, so 
I think Millsap's a top 100 player again. I don't think he's going to play much more, much fewer than 27 minutes. The the worry is right, and they brought in Jeremy Grant, and they're going to give him rest slash. He's going to get hurt and miss some games, and I, that's okay. I mean, if he misses 12 games, I'm okay with that. Uh, I don't think there's a ton of upside here for him being – I mean, like I mentioned it, he was 92nd. If you're playing 8-cat, he was 83rd. Um, on totals, if you were playing 9-cat last year, I would expect him to be basically in that range. So, like, if you're picking him at pick 100, like, you're getting a little bit of value, but not a ton-ton. Um, picking him at 119, pick- you're getting a ton of fucking value. And that's where I'm. I'm game for that. So I'm hoping he stays down there. To be honest, because I, totally. I hope nobody, guys, don't tell your friends about Paul Millsap. Don't tell them that he is a top 100 player. I actually think like there's a pretty decent chance if he stays healthy. Uh, even with Jeremy Grant there, like I'm not worried about Jeremy Grant, and we might need to talk about Jeremy Grant a little bit, I guess. But um, even with Jeremy Grant there, like Paul Millsap playing 28 minutes a game is pretty, like. I'd say pretty predictable and um, Paul Millsap being like a top 80 player is almost like guaranteed. I would say like definitely a top 100 player uh, per game in nine cat. I mean, th- like seriously, Tyler, this is how much disrespect Paul Millsap's getting. Paul Millsap has finished twice in totals in the top 10 in fantasy basketball twice. That's crazy. And the crazier part to me is those were five years apart. Yes, that's it's wild. Like it's wild how good he was. And I don't feel like Paul Millsap's ever been in anyone's top fifteen, top twenty, like ever. Oh no, you know back when we started doing these chats, uh, maybe we for a different entity, different entity than this one. We, I was more than down with Paul Millsap in the second round, and I believe about four years ago you made fun of me for that. I mean, that is potentially um, factual, but if no one could pull up the podcast that was on, uh, it's like a tree falling in the woods with nobody around, Tyler. (laughs) It's not, no Uh, no one's going to fucking believe you. uh, Well, that no one ever believes me about anything, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm a big fan of Paul Millsap. I've been a big fan of Paul Millsap for a long time. Um, He's got that, I talked about this, I think a couple weeks ago, the old man game, a game that just ages really well. I think Paul Millsap's going to be good, and I think if you if you're telling me I can definitely have him at pick 119, I'm telling you, okay, well probably in the round before that, I will pick Paul Millsap in 85% of my leagues. He's one of my definite go-to like 100 plus picks. Once again, you know, Gary Harris 100 plus definitely interested in that um, simply because of his upside, but then Paul Millsap top 100 because he's like gonna finish in the top 100 if you're getting him after 100 that's good and he's just like an old man good at basketball uh gets you across the board stats so if you're especially if you're in a roto league man i don't know how you're letting him letting him slide so don't let him slide i want to talk about the the newest addition to the denver nuggets uh jeremy grant coming over from okc uh last season in okc played 32 minutes a game not sure that's on the docket for him in denver but um, has you know steadily improved and made himself into a uh, actual fantasy. Like I would never have considered him a fantasy, a standard league fantasy basketball player outside of his uh, fairly good blocks per minute. But per game last season, about fourteen points, one and a half threes. That came that that big jump in threes came kind of out of nowhere. 
uh, five rebounds, only one assist, which is very bad, uh, but close to a steal and 1.3 blocks per game, shooting close to 50% on 71% from the line. Zero, basically 0.8 turnovers, which so if you care about that, that's kind of a big deal. Uh, that does give him a little bit extra bump in nine cat than it does in eight. Tyler, I I, uh, I don't think I've seen a lot of – I've actually let, – let me take that back. There are certain groups of people who are very interested in Jeremy Grant joining the Denver Nuggets, and then I think there's another group of people who don't know who Jeremy Grant is. And I'm like in the third weird group that doesn't care that Jeremy Grant's on the Denver Nuggets. Like – He's going at pick 138 ADP. I, that's that's too low, but like I'd rather have Paul Millsap than Jeremy Grant, personally. Um, so there's actually kind of a division here, and I'm I'm more on one side than the other, and I'm I'm assuming you're gonna be able to guess relatively quickly which side I'm on. Um but so hashtag basketball's rankings have Jeremy Grant 118th playing 29 minutes a game. Okay. Our friend Mark Roberts has Jeremy Grant 179th playing 22 minutes a game. Okay. And I think that's an interesting way to think about it, right? He basically yeah. played 20 minutes a game for, you know, the two seasons right before he played 32 minutes a game. Um, I'm with you that Jeremy Grant keeps getting better, but, you know, what big minute role is he going to play on this team? Like, Jokic yeah. is going to be the starter. Mason Plumlee is going to back up at center. So Jeremy Grant's not playing a ton of backup center. Oh, let's also not forget that Oklahoma City was like had nobody on it and had some injuries. And so like someone needed to play 32, 33 minutes a game. And he was good enough to play those those minutes for sure. Um, does he need to play those minutes in Denver? And I, I think the answer is no. So if like you split the difference, if you think he's going to play like 27 minutes a game. I'm not sure that's uh, it's borderline standard league relevant, maybe with the blocks, oh. but I don't, I just don't know if it is. This is per 36 fantasy rankings for the last three years. You want a cat or nine cat? He's much better in nine cat because he doesn't turn the ball over. Give him, give him the benefit of the doubt. Give him the nine cat. 158 last year, 182, 275. Now you're telling me he's going to play. I don't think he plays any more than like 26, 27 minutes a game. And if that's the case, then, you know, per minute, he's not a strong fantasy contributor. So I'm kind of not interested at all in a standard league. And that may surprise some people, right? Like hashtag basketball has him at 118, definitely a standard league relevant pick. I'm a little more on the side of Mark here going at after 150 for me. I just... I don't love him. I think this is a deep team. I don't really think they have any need to play him a ton of minutes. Like I think he's Paul Millsap's backup on a lot of nights, and I don't think either one of those two really plays the three, and I don't really see any minutes at center for them to play unless it's like a weird kind well, you of... You know, I, I maybe disagree a little bit with... I think you're uh, maybe a little too harsh on the fact that he doesn't have uh, the, ability, like, the, the need to play any of those like as much as you're giving him credit for. I feel like He's definitely going to be like one of the first people off the bench. Um, I do think he ends up playing occasionally center, and I do think he ends up occasionally playing the three as well. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that, but I'm not talking like, like I'm, t- I'm I talking think we're like four or five minutes. minutes. Like we're both right. going to end up at 27 minutes with our evaluation. I'm talking though, he plays 
he probably plays what? Paul Millsap plays 27. Okay. He plays the 21 behind that. He plays three or four minutes at both those other positions, right? We're still in the same range. And I I meant like minutes of value, right? Like he's not playing 10 minutes as the backup center. Like there's not no, 10 no. minutes to be had. He's not playing 10 minutes of the backup three because there's not 10 minutes probably, to be had there. Yeah, there probably won't even so, be like multiple games where he's just not even playing center at all. Like I think it's just be like occasionally he plays against, in, in the right matchup where someone's playing super small, right? They might put him out there at the five and be like, okay, well, we're going to play small. Just um, the second team, yeah. And every many games that Paul Millsap misses, I'm fine with that. Yeah, just I don't really think he's a standard league guy for me. I'm just, I'm out. I think I'm with you. Um, I, he can be a standard league guy, right? I think if the, uh, if everything swings right, he's going to be a standard league guy. But like, what's his ceiling? Like, what's his top, top ceiling? Is it a second plateau guy? Like, like is last season his ceiling? Like, he's only 25. 29 minutes a game, and he's the 118th ranked player. So, like, even if Paul Millsap goes down, is he playing much more than 28 minutes a game? 29 minutes a game, I mean? Like, is he going to play 32 again? Like, I, I just don't see it on this team. They have so many guys they want to play. You mentioned it. They love playing Malik Beasley and Torrey Craig and Monte Morris and don't they just play a little smaller and maybe he gets up, you know, three, four extra minutes. But I don't really see the opportunity where he plays 32 every night, even if there's an injury to someone like Millsap. I agree. I think, Tyler, I've found another get debt money off the board candidate in Jeremy Grant. I'm not, I'm not interested in him. I think the name in, uh, I would say, in like kind of like, in the no circles, like in, in the no fancy basketball people is a name that at least a few people will get a little bit excited about. And, you know, you nominate him out there for a dollar. And uh, once he goes to two, you're like, all right, thanks a lot guys. Really appreciate it. Cause at a certain point it, in the draft, in the auction draft, you, you just want people to have, like you're trying to get money off the board, but then at the, like the second half of an auction draft, you're just trying to get people on rosters so you can get them out of the damn game. And so I will do that, especially in the second half. I'll nominate guys that I'm like, okay, this guy had to go for like two, three bucks. And I definitely don't want them. Now you got to be careful because you got to get someone to say two or you're stuck holding the bag. But in the shallower league, you could always drop someone like Jeremy Grant and, you know, just pick up somebody else. So, I mean, it's not and that big of a In a standard league, shallower league, like if you end up with Jeremy Grant for a dollar, yeah, all right. You're not – you're not getting killed by that pick. It's not the worst thing in the world. He actually might, you know, be okay. And then um, he's like a borderline standard league player. All right, cool. Like, I, I do think he will be someone who ends up, like, being streamed a lot due to his, like, you know, ability to get blocks. I'm, I'm with you there. That's, that's probably 100% fine. All right. We're making our way up the list of... Denver Nuggets, and I think we've made it to a guy that's – this is another, like, uh, there's two kind of camps uh, on Jamal Murray. I think there's some people who think Jamal Murray is, like, you know, he had a great playoff run. Um, he kind of feels like a breakout candidate. It feels like he kind of broke out last season as well. 
it seems like the Denver Nuggets kind of succeed or fail based on Jamal Murray, and that's going to be their new identity. He's someone who's definitely bumped up his assist stats. He's gotten better at everything each year, and he's still incredibly young. And then you have a group of people who think, like, this is who Jamal Murray is. Like, where? how is he going to get any better? Tyler... Are you starting your own camp? Like he's like media, he, he might get a little bit better. Or are you are you in the pro Jamal Murray camp? Are you the anti? You got, you got to make a decision, Tyler. Are you anti Jamal Murray? And I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put this on Twitter. I'm gonna at Jamal Murray. Whatever you say. So just letting you know that. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm in on Jamal Murray. I think Jamal Murray can even probably increase those points a little bit more. I think he can get a few more rebounds, a few more assists. Um, really getting that steal back over one a game is is big. Um, if he could get up to half a block, that would be big. I think those are all possibilities. He's only 22. Um, he's entering his fourth season. I think Jamal Murray is going to be pretty good. Um, we've seen him basically be right around that 57 to 60 per game the last two years. Um, that's kind of where he's getting drafted, I believe. You know, I think he's probably right in there in that 50 pick 50 range. Um, I'm fine with owning Jamal Murray. I haven't been owning Jamal Murray because you and I talked about this the other week. Um, Kyle Lowry is going outside the top 50, and I think he's a little bit better than Jamal Murray in my ranking. So I've been going Kyle Lowry over Jamal Murray at that spot. But at the same time, I would be fine owning Jamal Murray. And I think Jamal Murray's good at what Jamal Murray does. I think the lack of steals makes me kind of not super excited to have him as my point guard. But other than that, because um, there's not there's not a ton of assists either, right? So you get maybe five. He maybe gets it up to five and the steal. Like I'm not super excited to put that in my point guard spot. But at the same time, like at right around pick 50, 60, I'm, I'm fine with Jamal Murray. I think that's the big red flag is that like his – sure, like 0.4 blocks is cool for a guard, but like less than a steal, that really, really hurts. And if you're not – no one's really – popping off at more than like eight assists a game anymore so like five assists is like that's it's good and four rebounds is pretty good for a guard and everything else he does is is very good um so he's good like he's pretty good is he great at anything like 18 points and and two three-pointers and uh he's kind of like a you know like a little bit of a like a, a plateau like a first plateau guy who let's say he improved just like a little bit everywhere he would start he would like move up to the top of the plateau but like does he ever does he have the the ceiling to be like a third round of player and i just i don't know where that is unless he like suddenly becomes incredibly efficient at shooting and bumps his like oh. assists and steals up and I, I i don't i think that's out of out of range of his game so like i think like his ceiling is the fucking dynasty you know, the only the only way he gets the only way he gets that big boost and assist, I think, is if he gets away from a, a team with Nikola Jokic on it, right? I mean, like, they're playing a ton of minutes together, and if Jokic is going to get, you know, his huge assist number, Jamal Murray just can't get that many because there's not that many to go around. Um, so maybe in the future that's possible, but on this team, no, I don't I don't think it is. They're going to keep running the offense through Jokic, and that's, I mean, it's fine. It's working for them. They were one of the best teams in the league the last year, and they are going to be one of the best teams in the league this year, I think. Like, I I don't even think it's a question if they make the playoffs. I think they definitely make the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be good. 
but Jamal Murray, yeah, he's he's fine. And like I mentioned it, right? He the last two years he was per game 64th, 57th. I think he'll be right in that range again. He's going to get maybe a little tiny bit better uh, and be 55th, 52nd, 51st. I've I've seen a lot of like reaches in like the fourth round, third round, fourth round. I've seen a lot of reaches, and uh, Jamal Murray's not someone I'm going to use my reach on. I think it's good to every once in a while reach down for a player that you really, really, truly believe in. And um, I actually feel like Jamal Murray's getting picked, like exactly where he's going to finish. Like there's no real upside to the pick, but then at the same time, like if you pick him, you're just like, okay, well I got the fiftieth ranked player at pick fifty, so I'm I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I kind of agree. Like I've seen him go in like the late fifties, and I'm like, oh, good pick. Like that's all. That's all I got to say. Like it's that's a pretty good pick. He's young. He could improve. He could be a bit better next season. So like, I don't see a big leap out of him. But I also don't see him declining at all. I don't see like a. I don't think he's gonna have a Gary Harris here. So we might have to coin Gary Harris here because that's. I mean that fall fall off was pretty surprising. Um, so yeah, Jamal Murray. Yeah, especially for someone so young. Like we've seen old guys fall off, and I'm like, oh well, this is the year that finally happened. <laughs> exactly. Well, the the and last, the Gary Harris one was was a shocker. Harris really uh, screwed up a lot of my seasons last year. So thanks a lot, Gary Harris. I really appreciate that. Um, let's move on to the guy that we've all been waiting for, Nikola Jokic. Um, Tyler, I think we've talked about our top um, tier top tiers or top 10 or first round quite a bit. Um, Jokic played 31 minutes a game last season. Uh, everybody knows 20 and 10 was, you know, seven rebound or seven assists, excuse me. And uh, stealing half a game, almost a block a game, great percentages. He finished in totals ninth in 80 games and per game, he was 13th. This year we have him solidly in the middle of the first round. We have him in our, what, basically our top seven? Now, granted, KD is injured. There's, uh, you know, he would easily put be put in there. Kawhi and Paul George are both questionable with their games played and their injuries, which is allowed. Paul Yoko George is not going to play at all in October, right? So we found out that yeah. now. Um, so that's, I mean, there's obviously going to be, what, four or five games for the Clippers in October? Um, so you're you're capping it right there already at 77, and most guys don't come back from two shoulder surgeries and play in every single game without getting sat a back to back here and there and and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, I'm here's why Jokic deserves to be a top seven pick this year. It's all about safety. I'm pretty sure he's going to be a top, you know. 15 player per game and he's going to play a good number of games probably in that 75 to 80 range and be a top 10 player overall there's a lot of safety in that pick whereas pretty much everybody else when you look around after that top five you're going and now i i always have damian Lillard six you probably have Jokic six you know we can go back and forth on that little john all day i think those two guys are the two safe guys right you feel really good about those two being top 10 players. Some of the other guys, right, like Joel Embiid, you're like, man, he's going to be really good when he plays, but if he plays 60 games, I've got a barely second-round player. And, you know, we could just keep going right down the list with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Kyrie Irving and 
you know, this guy and that guy and the next one. Um, they're all kind of in that similar injury boat. Or then we got other guys, right, like the Kemba Walker types, where it's like, well, I'm pretty sure Kemba Walker's going to play a good number of games. But the bad part is he's really not that good per game. So uh, that let, let's Jokic get up in that top seven. Um, will he be the seventh best player at the end of the season? Maybe not. But there's some yeah. safety that he's going to be a top ten player. And in, in at total, that pick, I, I just – He might be. I just want that, right? I think he will be, yeah. actually, because just – there's not a lot of, and there's not a lot of guys that I think are going to play a ton of, ton of games, like in that range of really good players. There's just, you know, how many was Russell Westbrook going to play? How many is Paul George going to play? How many is Kyrie going to play? Yeah, I feel going, like right? Dame and, and Jokic are, are super safe and elite. And then like Embiid, Paul George, and Kawhi are elite, maybe even more elite, but they're not as safe. And so it just like, I think you could take any of those depending on how you want to build your team what kind of risk tolerance you have um taking someone who's not going to play a couple months in the first round is is tough i would say uh you really don't want to strike out with your first pick um but like if you went Kawhi or Embiid over over Dame and Jokic because you just like these guys per game are just much better. I don't care that they're only going to play like sixty eight games, um, and I'm don't worry about their injury history. Like if you don't care, or you're like the value is there, therefore I can move these guys. Like if you're very good at like getting value in your trades, and so you want that value, cool. All right, go for it. Like go right ahead. If you want a safe secure pick dame and Jokic are probably as safe and secure as you're going to get and an elite level after that i do think there's like a tear fall off um and that's when you start talking about your bradley beals your uh your kyries um your jimmy butlers a lot of people hating on uh, overlooking jimmy butler this year for some reason don't know why uh well, Jimmy Butler said it himself in his introductory press conference, right? Everyone thinks he's a bad guy. I'm not too sure why, but everyone does. Butler is a, a murderer, and he's great, and he's, he's – well, And the, the, thing, the thing about Butler is, too, right, the, the injury track record for him is not, not spectacular. Oh, no, Butler it's, misses it's, a it's not – Pretty much every great. year. It's not great. You're 100% right that's about that. So, yeah, that's why Jokic gets the, the nod into that middle of the, uh, the top uh, first, in the middle of the first round. And we are going to do a Who Do I Draft segment for everybody that we think deserves to be picked in, the, in that top seven. And then I think we're going to get a little creative with the, uh, with the turn because I, the turn is wide open this year. And I feel like if you're able to pick where you draft, I would start with the fifth pick. And go, you know, five, four, three, two, one. That's how I pick it. But then I would actually switch to like maybe the tenth pick, like nine, ten, eleven, because I feel like you can get really, really creative with the turn. And there's potentially uh, Jokic and Dame could even fall to you at that point. I haven't seen a lot of them falling, but it's still it's still possible, especially in leagues where you play with casuals and they pick LeBron fifth overall. And Steph Curry falls to you at six for some reason. So um, that would probably be the way I want to go about it. And I think we're going to do some very some very interesting on the turn. We'll have to do multiple on the turn who do I draft podcasts going into the rest of the season. What do you think, Tyler? Uh, it'll be fun. 
Yeah, we got a lot of good content coming for you guys, including some guests coming in, um, some exclusive podcasts that are only open to our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. If you want to support the show or join our listener league, go uh, go subscribe at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. Excellent. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, rate, review us, leave us feedback, hit us up on Twitter. We're here to provide you the best fantasy basketball t- content that we possibly can going into the next season. So if you want more different stuff, whatever it is, let us know. We're always open to feedback, and we will be back for the next team very soon. Thanks, everybody.